The final edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighbourhoods and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. A scandal has hit the Bernie Sanders campaign after a video emerged of Sanders more than 40 years ago starring in a pornographic movie. The 1973 one-reeler was called Vermont Me, You Vixen, billed as, quote, the film that leaves you screwed, blued, and Jewed. Sanders was characteristically forthright talking to reporters about the film. I insisted my female co-stars make the same pay I did, and I made sure even the fluffer got health care. In the movie, Sanders went by the show business name Rock Hard, but see if you can spot a young Bernie Sanders finding his voice in this clip. I am so here in Vermont, real maple syrup no longer satisfies me. Who could that be? Hello, I have come to deliver your pizza, and although you and I have never met and perhaps have basic areas of disagreement on sex positions and doing anal, we might have common ground in our mutual horniness and our desire to reform the corporate tax system. And maybe, just maybe, we can bang. Oh, baby, if I take out my giant titties and muss your hair, do you promise never to comb it for the rest of your life? I will make and keep that promise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, keep your okay. sweater on. Oh, yeah. I have come, and now I must make you come equally. Could this film torpedo Sanders' campaign? It's up to the voters. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, here I go. Oh. I am experiencing enormous pleasure from this encounter. Free health care? Oh, yes. <laughs> this condom was free. It is government issue. Man on the street! Kanye West announced on Twitter that he has $53 million in personal debt and is asking all of us for help. The final edition asked the man on the street, what do you think? Sorry, I'm late for work. I, I don't have five... Leave me alone. Well, maybe I can pick up another shift at Walmart. $53 million? How many taint waxings does this man need? I guess he had to pay $53 million in damages when Kim broke the internet. With her enormous ass? Would she sit on it? I liked his music better when he was Conway Twitty. Well, I'm a honky-tonk man. Well, maybe if he hadn't dropped the mic so many times. I'm just glad he has a very down-to-earth family to support him at this terrible time. Well, no wonder is he, he's in debt all the legal fees for fucking those little kids and buying the elephant man skeleton. I'm very afraid that he has another Kardashian family on the side. I mean, he can get the whole thing back if he just gets enough scratchers. Yes, Mark Zuckerberg. I, too, would like $53 million. Hey, Mark Zuckerberg. I, too, would like $53 million. You know, Mark, while you got the checkbook out, you know, I hooked me up too. Mark Zuckerberg's not like Santa Claus. He's not gonna just give you what you want. That's not true. Mark Zuckerberg did come down my chimney one time. And your chimney is a euphemism for your ass. It's an awkward share on my timeline, I'll tell you that. This is Face the Issues. The death of Justice Antonin Scalia raises profound debates in politics and jurisprudence. Scalia was an influential conservative, yet his replacement could be named by a Democratic president facing a hostile Republican Congress in an election year. This issue calls for thought and nuance, so we're going to ask a couple of actors what they think. Joining me now is John Barber, who plays a judge in the movie Disorder in the Court. Off screen, he has driven his car into a tree on at least three occasions. John, good to see you again. <laughs> Thanks, I almost didn't make it. Uh-huh. Also joining us is Marion Splenda, who says there's a conspiracy against hiring Republicans in Hollywood. She's been in nine different sitcoms. Marion, great to have you. I'm just glad for the opportunity. Uh, John, let me start with you. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Scalia's ideological opposite, but also his best friend on the court. She said his dissenting opinions often made the majority opinions stronger. Will the court be weaker without a strict originalist to hold its feet to the fire? Well, I just think people should be able to marry whoever they want. That's not strictly related to the question. You know, back in 2003, I was engaged in a nine-day Bacchanal at David Geffen's pool house. It's very difficult to OD on laughing gas, Bob, uh, but I did reach a transformative state in which I saw my spirit animal, a rubber pig attached to a broom handle, and I felt that all things are connected, like all the bodies in that room were connected. 
by fluids and, and duct tape. Love wins, Bob. Love wins. I think I read that story in your bio, and then you tried to drive? Uh, yes, yeah. Marion, a question for you. Uh, Senator Rand Paul made the argument that President Obama has a conflict of interest when appointing a Supreme Court justice because the president has his own policies at stake before the high court. Wouldn't that be true of any president? Well, I noticed that as the conservative guest, I'm relegated to the second question. I just think you're mischaracterizing Senator Paul's point. There's nothing wrong with the president choosing a Supreme Court justice, but is Obama really the president? Yes. Is he? Yes. But how can you be president when you take away guns and ignore the Second Amendment? Obama hasn't taken your guns away. Yes, he has. Do you have guns? Yes, that's my right as an American. Then he hasn't taken them away. That's not the point. What is the point? White people are the victims, Bob. Last question for both of you. When you try to imagine a well-balanced court that allows stability and growth, who do you think should replace Justice Scalia? Take some time to Ronald think Ronald Ray. Bono. This has been Face the Issues. Tomorrow we'll talk to a couple more actors about NATO. We take you now to Hillary Clinton's headquarters, according to my Facebook feed. Oh, there you are, Mrs. Clinton. Sorry I'm late. I was just voting to approve the invasion of Iraq, just like I've done every day since 2003. It's the only thing I've ever done in my life, you know. Yes, but now it's time to bathe in a big tub of money. Ah, of course. It's the only way to get clean. First, we're going to unchain the door and let in the bankers. Oh, yes. Yes, my darlings, worship me. I am a generous god. Meanwhile, in Bernie Sanders' headquarters, according to my Facebook feed... Mr. President, wake up. You've already won the election and it's your ninth day in office. Sorry, I guess I nodded off. I am exhausted because the Republican Congress adopted Norway's entire system of government. And they're taxing everyone at 90%. Just like I asked. Vladimir Putin has invaded Chicago. That is interesting, but irrelevant. And literally every company in America has gone out of business. Perfect. That frees people up to make tie-dyed shirts. Now, if you'll excuse me, I must keep trying to find Afghanistan on a map, which I am still unable to do. Meanwhile, in Trump's headquarters... According to my Facebook feed. I must call Hillary Clinton, with whom I've been secretly plotting for years. Yes, sir. And you're having sex with your daughter at 3 o'clock. Oh, thank God you reminded me. And Ted Cruz's headquarters. Torturing dogs no longer gives me an erection. I must move up to larger animals. Okay, that last one's real. <laughs> Welcome back to the 88th Academy Awards. We now come to the Oscar for Best Actor in a Leading Role. And we want to pause here and talk about how important actors really are. In certain circumstances, whether it's on the street, in a studio, or in the office, having an actor nearby can mean the difference between life and death. Before movies were invented, life was fleeting. Back in the 1880s, average life expectancy was 13 years old. Most people were also only about four feet tall. Then came actors. They began scouring neighborhoods looking for lost children, then copied their mannerisms to use in commercial callbacks. In the age of the Internet, actors began seeking examples of injustice, then tweeting about them. They tweet, and they tweet, and they tweet until the job is done. They find videos about animal abuse, then post them everywhere. Thereby saving countless future animals. Somehow, they tell us when they got bumped on an airline flight. Or when they encountered rude customer service. Or whenever some other common problem finally happens to them. But most of all, they study the craft of acting, much like you might study to be a veterinarian or a pipe fitter. Then they try to make a living at it, much as you do. That's why we put together a three-hour primetime show of actors speaking at great length about other actors. The doctor who spotted your wife's infection and saved your unborn child? He's not nominated. That special ed teacher who taught a profoundly disabled man to go to the bathroom by himself? Who cares? The Nobel Prize winners who brought peace to Tunisia? There's no prize for that. Well... There was a prize, of course, but nobody watches that show. No, you're watching this show. 
in which the nominees for Best Actor in a Leading Role are... A man who pretended to have gender identity issues. Some guy who acted like Steve Jobs for two hours. That actor who always gets nominated but never wins, and it's kind of a running joke. That one guy from Breaking Bad. And Matt Damon, for some reason, which is nice, but he's not going to win. And the winner is... Oh my God, it's that special ed teacher who taught a grown man to go to the bathroom. The possible nomination of Donald J. Trump can be a very confusing time for children, especially for those of Muslim, Hispanic, or Democratic descent. So we here at The Final Edition have put together some tips for how to speak to your child about what this means for their futures. First off, Prepare for what they might ask you. Certain possible questions include... Mommy, why is the presidential nominee saying pussy? Or... Daddy, what does pussy mean? Or... Mommy, if he says pussy, can I say pussy too? Or... Daddy, does this mean America will only be made up of white people? Or... Mommy, is that the man who killed Justice Scalia? Or... Daddy, is it legal for the First Lady to be a mail-order bride? Unfortunately, we don't have answers to any of these specific questions. But what we can do is tell you that you should prepare for them. You should also remind your child that you love them, and while it's not their fault that the country will turn to shit, it will inevitably be their responsibility. Be patient while they absorb the reality of their future. Expect reactions, including... Assuage their concerns by telling them about all the other countries that also have terrible leaders, such as Russia, Syria, and North Korea. And finally, reassure them that no matter how bad it might be under Donald Trump, it would be that much worse under Ted Cruz. The final edition Radio Hour will be right back, just like your cancer. Hey, Tony Hendra. Yes, Jeff. Chrysler? Why is the final edition called the final edition? Because it was launched as the final edition of the New York Times. Oh, celebrating the end of traditional media. No, the end of all media. All media? Yes, Jeff. Media is dead. Are dead. Dead, dead. Wait, if media is dead, then what are we on right now? Media's corpse? More like a zombie. So streaming radio is the walking dead of media, feeding on the brains of the rednecks and idiots still fighting for their outdated way of life. Yeah, except when it comes to the Progressive Voices Network, we don't eat brains, we help them grow. Oh. Hmm. You know, I'm not sure this metaphor holds up. Well, that's satire for you. Okay. Listen to... The the Final Final Edition Edition Radio Hour. Hour. How many times has this happened to you when leaving a voice message? It's me. Um, it, it, things are date, so I'll meet you outside. Uh, smiley face. I, I, I mean, smiley face with tongue hanging out. No, no, wait. Uh, smile, face blowing a heart kiss thing. Oh, too much. Damn it. You try to use an emoji, but then you remember, this is a voice message. You cannot express yourself. Well, now you can with new audio emojis, the amazing emojis that you hear instead of see. Audio emojis include audio versions of all your favorite emojis. Kissy face, crying face, middle finger, pile of poop, and more. You'll never be at a loss for words or sounds again. Hey, it's me. I gotta work late. Miss you. You can even leave voice messages that are all audio emoji. Hi, it's me.
miss you. New audio emojis. You never sounded better. We asked some people how they felt about America. A lot of people don't understand my deep commitment to this country. You see all these flags on my property? They mean freedom. I raise a flag at dawn every morning, just like I learned in the Boy Scouts. This is America. This is who I am. Unless the next president is Hillary, in which case I'm moving to Thailand. A guy can get what he wants in Thailand. America is the land of my father, and my father's father, and my father's father's father. But not my father's father's mother, actually, and, and not my mother's father, who's from Denmark. And as a matter of fact, if I had to choose another country besides America, and I probably do because I can't find a job here, so if I had to go anywhere, it would be Denmark. Which, yeah, I'm totally going to do. This house is America. Your house is America. House next door, though, they're not America. Are they from another country? Nah, I just don't like them. They're from Boston. I don't like people from Boston. I'd say, rough estimate, maybe 65% of America isn't America. I'm thinking of seceding. America. For now. Man on the street! The Trans-Pacific Partnership has been signed, and now each country must decide whether to ratify it. The final edition asks the man on the street, what do you think? I wish you'd pass the TPP. I gotta take a shit. I wouldn't use the TPP to wipe my ass with it. I'm down with TPP. I believe the Navajos used to live in uh, Hogan's. I'm holding out for the Trans-Pacific Partnership. I never pay attention to any kind of agreements or contracts or partnerships. That's why I'm $90,000 in debt. You know, there are a lot of trans in the Pacific, especially Vietnam. You like this, you sign. You sign now. Do we get Lucy Liu in this trade? Last time we signed a partnership with Vietnam, it didn't go so well. Well, if this makes the corporations happy, more power to them, I guess. <laughs> hmm. And now... A word from our sponsors. Home on the range. Double bourbon. Straight up. Monster trucks. Cheerleaders. Why, Jesus. Game night with the family. Spicy wings and hooters. Woo! Whatever the opposite of socialism is. Shooting stuff. America. I'm Hillary Clinton, and I approve this message. Every year, the members of the Academy honor the people who make movie magic in front of the scenes and behind them. We join the Academy as superstar Vin Diesel reveals the Oscar for Best Intern in a Feature-Length Movie. And the Oscar for Best Intern goes to Seth Littlegate. 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 You know, uh, there were a lot of great nominees in this category. You know, shoulders of giants. You know, you guys, it, it's a real honor. Um, uh, Julia, uh, um, Paul, Paul, and uh, th th that girl from uh, Smith with, with the nose ring. Uh, uh, Dave, Dave. Oh, and other Dave. Oh, uh, guy with the bags. Uh, I respect that man. You do you. Wow! This is so overwhelming! 
Oh, gosh, uh, you know, I, I want to say thank you to my parents for uh, believing in me, uh, for believing in my dreams, uh, for being uh, rich enough to pay my rent so I could work this job all summer for free. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I see the light flashing. I, I got to wrap this thing up, but mm, I have one thing to say, and it's one really, really important thing to say. Follow your dreams! Never give up! It, it, it took me 35 years! But here I am! Best intern! Thank you all! Thank you! Thank you! Welcome back to What's the Fed Gonna Do? The stock market report that looks at the only financial metric we care about on Wall Street. We try to predict what the Federal Reserve is about to do, then base our stock market advice on that completely. Our correspondent, Terry Bartlett, what's your take? Well, 250,000 jobs were added to the economy last month, and that's a pretty strong number. So I think the Fed's going to look at that and say the economy is fully recovered. And that's good? No, it's bad. Oh, right. Good is bad. I, I always screw that up. If the Fed thinks the economy is recovered, they're finally going to raise lending rates above zero. The stock market will die. If the economy recovers, the economy crashes. So what's your advice? Sell every stock you have, change your name, move out of the country, get on a rowboat with a shotgun and 30 gallons of gas, row the boat into the ocean and rig it up so the gas blows up when you shoot yourself in the head. So leave no trace. None. Our senior analyst, Bob Marks, your take? Well, consumer confidence is still down, and that's bad. So it's good. Correct. Consumer confidence is down, so the Fed will think that the economy is bad, so they won't raise lending rates. What's your advice? Take every dime you have, uh -huh. mortgage your house, steal from your company. Yeah. You'll pay them back before they see it. All right. Take money from drunks and people who are smaller than you. They don't know what to do with the money. You're going to spend it better. Right. Take everything you got. Go to the stock market. Invest it. Every single dollar okay. in a small startup company called k -Night. They make dog collars. It's like Google Car for dogs. Excellent advice, as always, from the both of you. That's all for now on What's the Fed Going to Do? We'll be back at the top of the hour. Susie Neverwet for the final edition radio hour. I'm here in Kensington Palace in London for the very first live interview with that blonde bombshell of toddlers, Prince Charming, George of Cambridge, and his lovely little fairy tale sister, Princess Charlotte. Hey, you, get on with it. I'm sick of holding this bag of poo. I am not a bag of poo. You wet your bed. Georgie wets his bed. Georgie wets his bed. Shut up, you tosser. You can't even grow teeth. You're a fucking gummer. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. I want for Christmas in my two front teeth. Oh, that's so cute. Mum says you look like Dad. He's a retard. I love you little royals playfully teasing each other. What are you doing here anyway? Don't you yank cunts hate royalty? Oh, no, no, no. We love the gilded fairy tale life of the British royals. What about my great, 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 great grandpa George III? Well, now he was a tyrant. You were horrible to George III. And he was mental, poor sod. You're mental, bloody gummer. <laughs> When I'm George Seventh, I'm going to get you, Yank fuckers, for what you did to my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandpa. That is so sweet and loyal. You must love your great-to-the-power-of-five-grandpa so much. Um, but what does that mean, get you fuckers? Crush you. Bomb you. Get our colonies back. Wow. So you're not going to be a figurehead king. You'll be a real ruler. That's what Mum says to Dad. A prince is just a prince. But, but a ruler's 12, 12 inches. <laughs> well, that's, uh, <clears throat> very nice. <laughs> Princess Charlotte, don't you just love having a big, strong brother? I'm going to kick his fucking bollocks through his teeth as soon as I can stand up. I can walk. I know. You're a big boy now. What is the bestest thing about being able to walk? I can see up Pippa's skirt. Oh, <laughs> uh, how sweet. That's so sweet. Auntie Pippa doesn't wear undies. You can see her big airy twat. Uh, Prince George, I'm told you can swim now. Her twat looks like Biggles. Who's... 
Biggles. Biggles is all soft and furry. Biggles is an animal? Nah, fucking clam, you gormless cow. Biggles is our pussy. Biggles is my pussy. One day, I'm going to bonk Pippa. What's bonking? You know, bonking. Like my Uncle Harry bonks the nanny. They get on the settee and squash each other really hard. Squash, 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 squash. Sometimes he has a drink from her chest, like I did with Mum. She doesn't do that anymore. I really miss those fat pink nipples. <laughs> wow. Prince George, do you know what they're actually doing on the settee? They're fucking bonking. I want a bonk. Like Grandpa bonks the lady horse. Like great-grandpa bonks the corgi. Well, I guess, um, bonking is a grand tradition among the royals of the family Windsor. Well, your high chair highness, do you have any cute little final words for us Americans? I could see Pippa's twat. Or soft and furry. Good night, sweet prince and princess. Go Go bonk bonk yourself. yourself. (laughs) And it's a Luigi to laugh and I make a mile violent into radios. Be right back. Welcome back to the final edition radio humpback. Do you love small batch pickled mushrooms and socially responsible upcycle typewriters? Then you're going to love Davis and Cousin and Cousin. Bushwick's latest small batch pickled mushroom and socially responsible upcycle typewriter pop up. I'm Davis. And I'm her cousin. She really is my cousin. You might remember us from Davis and Cousin, our organic fire escape grown cauliflower window box to table restaurant and washery. Well, we're not going to let a little lead poisoning hold us back. So we're here with my cousin. I really am her cousin. But not my cousin. Because that's how cousins work. Exactly. And together, we started Davis and Cousin and Cousins Small Batch Pickled Mushroom and Socially Responsible Upcycle Typewriter Pop-Up. Our authentic vintage basement pop-up space has many original features like crown molding, exposed brickwork, a Ukrainian couple who've been squatting here since 1978, Davis and Cousin and Cousin. Our antique mason jars are reclaimed from a 1930s TB clinic specimen lab. Our aromatics are hand-forged from the banks of the Gowanus Canal. Davis and Cousin and Cousin. Our storyteller is also our mixologist. Our socially responsible upcycled typewriters are lubricated with organic human earwax. They're all designed to be portable for when you want to type on the subway. And they all come with a free haiku. The day out stretches wide, a wilderness of hollow dreams, crushed beneath the plow. Beautiful. Davis and Cousin and Cousin. We don't accept credit cards. But we do accept original Stardust-era Bowie records. Davis and Cousin and Cousin. Join us at Bushwick's latest small batch pickled mushroom and socially responsible upcycle typewriter pop-up. If you want. Whatever. What she said. The Iowa caucus has come and gone forcing three Republican candidates out of the race, Rick Santorum, Mike Huckabee, and Rand Paul. The final edition asked the man on the street, what do you think? Why wasn't Santorum forced to carry his campaign to full term? So who's God talking to now? When's Obama going to drop out of the race? Hey, Mike Huckabee, don't let the doorknob hit you where the good Lord split you. Because he would think that was an abomination. Well, it's nice. Rand Paul can go back to doing what he does best. Blinding people in Kentucky. Santorum was running for president? No more Santorum, huh? I guess the froth doesn't rise to the top. I wonder if Huckabee will blame Jesus for the loss. Jesus hates Huckabee. I wasn't so sure about Rand Paul, but I did enjoy his wife's fish sticks. Santorum? Damn near killed him. Rick Santorum up the ass. Mike Huckabee didn't quit. Chris Christie ate him. They all got schlonged. Last year, we at the final edition introduced our listeners to Rent-A-Baby. The only place where you, a single 40-plus-year-old woman with few prospects, can rent a baby for an afternoon. Huh? 
Come on, you remember. We're Rent-A-Baby. Don't you want to hold a baby, smell a baby, rock that baby while he or she snuggles right in and, ah, oh, makes you feel you're needed and capable and human in some small, finite, rentable way. Oh, yeah, I remember now. But my, was it expensive. Which is why, for a limited time only, we are offering discounted babies. Rent a discounted baby? That's right. Our stockroom is currently filled with babies containing Zika and lead poisoning, which means they are significantly less expensive. But they're black. Which is very trendy. Just ask Angelina Jolie, Sandra Bullock, or Madonna. All seen sporting the black baby. But aren't they mentally challenged? We like to call it liability-free. Drop it on its head. No problem. Damage is already done. So there's no extra charge. Exactly. What if we lose it or forget to return? Just one less thing for the government to worry about. Rent a discounted baby today. Because what's bad for a baby is good for your wallet. Sponsored by the Governor of Michigan. OMG, Haley, are you going to the mall? I don't know. Is James? Yeah. Then yeah. Oh, Maddie? Yeah. Are you going to college? Uh, probably. Is Steve? Yeah. Then yeah. Hey, Haley? Yeah? Are you going to vote? I'm not sure. Is Kevin? Yeah. Then yeah. Maddie? Yeah. Are you, like, going to vote for Bernie? I don't know. Is Jason? Yeah. Then yeah. Hey, Haley? Yeah? Do you like breathing air? I think so. <gasps> Edry? Yeah. Do you like air? Yeah. <sighs> then yeah. This reenactment of a conversation between millennial girls who aren't choosing Hillary was brought to you by Gloria Steinem's Book and Wine Club for straight, white, female feminists over the age of 50. Welcome to the Terry Garber Show. She's sassy. She's savvy. She might kill herself at any moment. So we better make her feel good. Come on, everybody. Here's Terry. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, everybody. Do you like my hair? Oh, I'm so glad. Well... 41 years ago today, Barry Manilow's song Mandy became a number one hit. Can you believe it was 41 years ago? Tell me you can't believe it! <laughs> we talk a lot about landmarks because landmarks mark land. But that song really marks land. I have a knife in my dressing room and I know how it tastes! Applause! <laughs> Okay, Mr. Announcer, forgot my first guess. Thanks, Terry. You and I have worked together for five years, and you still don't know my name. Well, our first guest is the sexiest sportscaster in Fox. He's amazing. He's fascinating. He might kill somebody at any moment. Please welcome Don Fortier. Don, so good to see you. Terry, you look amazing. No, I look like garbage. So, you've been following this amazing story about the Jets football player, Antonio Cromarty. He's about to have his 12th child. Isn't that bizarre? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. He better get his head in the game. Daddy, look at me! What? What? Are you making fun of me? So, you're a fan of the Oscars. Who do you think is best actress? If Kate Blanchett doesn't win, some things are going to have to happen to some people. We've got to go to commercial. Don, you're going to stick around, right? You're not going to leave, right? I will never leave. Don't go away. Something bad's probably going to happen soon, right after the break. And so, finally, we found a Supreme Court justice we could all get behind. Uh, I'm proud to make this nomination. You are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Judith Scheindlin. The people are real. The cases are real. The rulings are final. This is Judge Judy. 
Coming up next on Supreme Court Justice Judy, he said it was news to him. I couldn't believe when I heard the words turtle fighting ring in your basement. Only you gotta think of it this way. My basement is like Texas, and President Obama exceeded his powers in trying to shield millions of illegal immigrants from deportation in November 2014. I rest my case. But will his story stand up in the highest court in the land? What the what? This isn't even a real U.S. Court of Appeals Fifth Circuit docket. It's handwritten on the back of a Denny's check. Which makes it look real, I know. But I happen to also know that the 5th District hang at Cracker Barrel. All the drama you love, but now, with the far-reaching consequences on American jurisprudence you crave, Supreme Court Justice Judy. I don't even need to hear it. This is the SOGDI principle. Some other guy done it. It's a chicken massacre. The end. Get ready to revolutionize your lunchtime TV viewing with constitutional interpretation. This... Please. Appellate jurisdiction. Oh, my, Landa, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. And wisecracks. You want an opinion? You're a big, fat liar. That's Supreme Court Justice Judy. I'm ready to make a ruling. When it comes to climate change, do not pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. Nationally syndicated. Find it on a local channel in your area. Oh, baloney. Next case. The following sketch takes place in the year 2020 and has been translated from Mandarin. Good afternoon and thank you for calling Pacific Sun Cable. My name is Wang Li Hum. How may I provide you with excellent customer service today? Come on, that's not really your name. By the many steps of the Great Wall, I swear it's my name. Okay, fine, whatever. Look, I've been sitting on hold for like 45 minutes and I just want this taken care of. I am deeply shamed by the length of time you had to wait. My apologies are as profuse and varied as the lotus blossoms in the Dragon King's cave. Will you stop pretending you're Chinese? You have an American accent. Am I calling the U.S.? Where are you, like Kansas, Ohio? Uh, Pacific Sun policy forbids me from discussing my location. I could lose half a day's pay. Yeah, big deal. What's it, like $2? And they'll take away my afternoon bathroom break. Oh, well, that's globalization for you. Isn't that what you Americans always used to say? Can I try guessing where you are? If you desire to throw jade into a pond, I cannot protect your rice. Will you cut that out? Nobody talks like that. You sound like an old kung fu movie. Sorry. There's only one TV in my village, and that's all we get. You're kidding. You don't get That's My Chairman or People's Party People? No. We use our satellite dish to collect water. Oh, man. You guys have it rough. Well, since King Jeb took the throne and cut all government services to fund the wars, things have pretty much gone to hell around here. But I'm one of the lucky ones. I've got a nice big SUV that me and my family can live in, and... My oldest boy is going off to college in Beijing next year. Another one? I swear, soon the American kids at our universities are going to outnumber the Chinese kids, especially in liberal arts and phys ed. How come he didn't get sent to Iraq or Iran or Afghanistan or Syria or North Korea or France? Oh, we cut off his pinky toes when he was born. And we raised him gay. Good for you. You know, we've got more and more of you guys coming over here, chasing the Chinese dream. There's even an America town right off the freeway. We like to go there on the 4th of July, eat hot dogs, and watch the Americans celebrate. Kids get such a kick out of it. Oh, that's so orientalized. you got to come to the States for the 4th and see the real thing. I'd love to, but the uh, wife doesn't like going to first world countries. All that poverty and filth. No offense. Eh, none taken. Now, what can I help you with today? Yeah, it's kind of funny, you know, talking to somebody halfway around the world to get help with my cable service. Well, they're not going to hire Chinese workers when they can get Americans to do the job for a fraction of the cost. Oh, man, what time is it anyway? It must be like the middle of the night. It's 3 a.m. Wow. When you're competing in the global market, the fish head goes to the swiftest cat. Sorry, force of habit. Yeah, don't worry about it. Anyway, your Mandarin's much better than my English. Well, it's not like you need to speak English anymore. Most of the world's population speaks Chinese. Hey, most of the world's population is Chinese. <laughs> Good one. Uh, okay, anyway, uh, I had a question about my bill. Oh, this is tech support. If you have an issue with your bill, I'll need to transfer you to billing. You're kidding. We stay on the line, and someone in our billing department will be glad to help you resolve your issue. Thank you for calling Pacific Sun Cable, and have a great day. Good afternoon, and thank you for calling Pacific Sun Cable. My name is Luo Zhuang. How may I provide you with excellent customer service today? Thank you. 
That concludes the funny portion of this program. <laughs> we'll be back with more. What's new in the Magic Kingdom? Cheaper IT workers, that's what. We brought them from overseas. Yup. Disney laid off all the old IT workers, but not before forcing them to train their own replacements. It's like making the old workers dig their own graves. It sure was funny, all right. And heck, I bet we forced the cheap foreign workers to train even cheaper foreign workers from somewhere else. And so on. Until they're virtually slaves. We prefer to call them interns. Yup, yup. We hold all the cards, all right. Don't you think so, Donald? <laughs> On an unrelated note, Goofy, Donald, and I have been watching the election. Why are voters so angry? Yeah, buck up. You live in the land of the free. <laughs> in a city. Plagued by evil, a dark night rises. I'm Batman. You, you'd know that if you saw me. I'm wearing a half a million dollar bat suit. When he faces his toughest challenge yet. I am Superman. Yes, any idiot can see that. But they must band together to fight Lex Luthor. I'm a metaphor for adulthood. And General Zod. I will be played by Henry Kissinger. And Ricky Loose Lips LeBlanc. I'm a minor villain who worked for the Penguin. This is my only line. And just when evil is about to triumph, Suddenly we see Wonder Woman. Why am I the only one wearing shorts? And Aquaman. Just in case you guys land in the water for some reason, I'll be right over here. And Ultra the Multi-Alien. I'm a combination of four different alien races. You know, there are still restaurants in the South that won't serve me. And Wild Dog. Are you wearing your old football jersey? Well, some of us aren't millionaires. And Hyperman. I'm pretty much like Superman. Actually, I'm not sure you guys even need me here. But suddenly, new villains appear. Rainbow Raider. The public rejected my art because I'm colorblind. Seriously? That's your backstory? I will destroy you all. And Tiger Shark. I know a lot about submarines. That's about it. And Gizmo. I'm not sure what my deal is. I've got a lot of weapons. 19 villains. 27 heroes. 83 screenwriters. They all slam together in one big incoherent marketing blitz. If you want to know why Burger King is suddenly giving away three dozen crappy action figures, you must see Batman vs. Superman versus Batman. This film will make you hate everything. Facebook has added to its like button with five additional emojis for love, laughter, anger, surprise, and sadness. The final edition asks the man on the street, what do you think? I like it. I love it. I'm surprised. I'm angry. Hulk status always angry. I come from a good Protestant background. You never show your emojis. My favorite actress was Imogene Coco. I'm waiting for the ambivalence emoji. Is the goal to eventually not use language? I think they ought to have an emoji for that look your dog gives you when he catches you masturbating. If it's not surprise, what is it? Ruh, ruh. How do I click that I like someone but I'm not in like with them? My grandma showed me her emotive vag. Well, of course I hit the vag button. It was his graduation photo. Get ready for me to hate some sunglasses. <laughs> oh, you like it but you won't love it. I see how you're gonna... No, it's but, okay. Uh, no, I'm... I like your love emoji. I love your like emoji. Your anger emoji makes me sad. I like the emojis because it's a new way for me not to talk to my kids and now the satirical opportunity of a lifetime Antonin Scalia croaks what happens next our Woody Johnson has the story within seconds of his death from a chronically shrunken heart Nino Scalia's immortal soul was on its way to an its inevitable destination hell but he'd hardly passed through the fiery gates when something that has only happened once before happened in the long, getting on for infinite, history of the place of fire, brimstone, and torment. A truly wicked soul was not welcomed with open arms. 
Lucifer. Dark Lord of the Underworld had no comment, but his director of Infernal Affairs, Beezlebub, was ready to talk. Beezlebub, just what happened here? Ah, well, we were really, really stoked to be getting Scalia. And when you're stoked in hell, you are hot to try. I mean, he was this brutish loudmouth, loathed by millions, whose rulings ripped parents from their children, encouraged gay bashers to drive gays to suicide, and, and homicidal lunatics to arm themselves with any weapon they pleased, up to and including handheld rocket launchers. Wanted women back to being barefoot and pregnant, made a mockery of universal suffrage, and best of all, allowed pornographically wealthy citizens to do what they dreamed of for 250 years. Buy the government wholesale, burn it, and turn themselves into the aristocrats of a feudal U.S. And he frames all this corner-bar bigotry, hatred, prejudice, and worship of wealth as mandated by the U.S. Constitution. Brilliant! What's that to love about the Danny DeVito of dissenting opinion? A global guru of rapacious greed and, and vicious classism. Uh, a bona fide star of evil. So what happened? Well, he came through our gates of fire with that voice snarling away. No, 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 no. He once held back to its original form. Exactly the way Dante described it. He talks like this Italian bozo invented hell. Back to nine circles, no more. <laughs> Back to pitchforks and bullwhips. Are you kidding? We got 900 circles these days. Trillions of souls. We got the wicked from planets whose life forms look like the first law of thermodynamics mated with phlegm. You can't pitchfork them. That's why we have napalm tasers and, and tactical nuclear suppositories. <laughs> Get this. He only wants white Euro-American souls. Fire all the rest. How can you fire someone in hell? And no gay demons. What? How are you going to torment the gay wicked? There's no cute rent boys wiggling their butts just out of reach for all eternity. Hell's evolved, I tell him. We're proud of our diversity. But he just keeps ranting on about precedent. Dante's nine fucking circles. So what happened? Our eternally damned legal review board. Hammurabi, Judge Jeffries, John Haney, and Mother Teresa. <clears throat> She's on there for diversity. Recommended he be cast forth from hell for all eternity. The spoonful of sugar to help with the medicine go down was that he was being sent down to a lower court. <laughs> Which really tormented him. But, like Mother T said, If he stays, abandon hope all ye who have entered here! <gasps> so what becomes of Nino Scalia now? Oh, he's condemned to wander the dark and trackless wastes of space for all eternity, utterly alone, ignored, unheard, irrelevant and despised, till time is no more. <laughs> and then Snapchat. I eat pizza off my iPhone.
pad. Selfie on my bed with my cash stack. Ain't nothing you could do about that. Yo, I'm a rich kid on Snapchat. Just hanging out at my rad pad. Use hundreds as my bath mat. Ain't nothing you could do about that. Got a penthouse in Manhattan that I call my home. Got an iWatch, iPad, new iPhone. In this new world, I'm the new king. I'm 15 and I'm styling. Yo, I wanted a yacht, but my daddy bought a car. Then I lost the keys in the Mandarin spa. So the lowdown, Lambo's downtown. It got towed round to the car pound. But it's sundown, party countdown, and I'm in town. So I'm just going to leave it there. I got other cars. I really don't give a shit. Yo, I'm a rich kid on Snapchat. Tearing through life like a wildcat. I'm a new breed of wrist crash. Ain't nothing you can do about that. Yo, I'm a rich kid on Snapchat. Flashing cash made by my granddad. Selfie with my jet like a nomad. Ain't nothing you can do about that. Got a pool, got a boat, got a vintage mink coat. If I want cash, me or daddy buys me a goat. I'm a badass with a free pass. I got mad class. Crystal's my glass. Shift your sad ass as I walk past. Haters say, say no, but I say yes. <laughs> Boom! You nailed it. Totally. I'm bored. Want to eat sushi off a hooker? You know, for irony? Yeah! Sushi! Gonna get my sushi on in his house! Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Dan Vitale, Jessica Park, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Rachel Rauch, Steve Rosenfield, James Mount, Rob Miller, Leah Krinsky, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, and Tuchel, and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Jessica Park, Abby Parker, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, Leslie Shapira, Kurt Weitzman, Leah Krinsky, Kate Knowles, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The Final Edition is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler, West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The Final Edition Radio Hour is the property of the Final Edition LLC. Copyright 2015.